0: Welcome to The Millionaire's Lawyer, where you'll hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to grow your business and sell it for maximum profitability. If you want to learn lawyer-proven strategies for building and exiting your business, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, J.P. McAvoy, is a business lawyer, college professor, and best-selling author who has been assisting clients start, grow, and sell their businesses for millions of dollars for over 15 years. Will yours be the next? Now here's your host, J.P. McAvoy.
1: Hello, podcast friends. Thanks for joining us here on the show today. We're we're so happy, as always, to have you here. And uh, we want to do something different today, uh, something that we haven't done really. We're reflecting upon the year that's just passed, uh, 2020, a, a difficult year to say the least. Uh, we've just uh, survived the pandemic, what's come to be known as the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, and uh, we're thinking about the future. Uh, we've had a tough year. It's changed a lot. Uh, we've been in lockdown for a lot of the year. It's changed a lot of the way that we interact with one another. It's changed a lot of the ways that we do business with one another. And will continue to influence the way things are done in the future. And so we want to think about what that looks like for us as businesses, for us as business owners, and then really for us as individuals. I'm recording this and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I want to look actually really far into the future. I want to think about this, how things have changed and really escalated. they increased the pace of change and the way things are going to be from here uh, not just next year, and in the next five years, I always say that on the show what are things going to be like in a year or five years from now. But let's think about what things are going to look like in fifty years from now. Yeah, fifty years. It's interesting to think fifty years. Uh, I will be, I'll be the age of my father. My children will be my age, and the world is going to look a lot different. Uh, we, you know, we always talk about how things are going to change in the future. I'm sure that our parents said the same things, and uh, I even think about movies I've watched and uh, how they predicted the way things were going to be in the year 2020. Certainly they are not and have not been as they were predicted. I think of such movies as Back to the Future, for those that seen it, a lot of us have seen the movie, but was recorded or was made back in the early 80s and they were talking in uh, the early 80s, in the back to the future, their time was the year 2015, obviously you know, with floating skating boards or skateboards and things like that. None of that has come to fruition or there have been some things that are somewhat similar, but nothing nothing as they predicted back then. And then you think about other movies, uh, even more iconic films, things such as Blade Runner that uh, again shot in the early 80s. And it was predicting a time in the, the 2019, 2020 timeframe. So about right now, and obviously much different uh, world Uh, Now than was predicted back then, let's say, and obviously a much better world than was predicted for uh, the purposes of that film. But I'm sure the way that they were predicting it as it is now, and we're suffering through, and we're continuing to to struggle through a number of different things, and we're only going to continue to do so. Now, how are things going to actually change? Well, if we talk about the year 2050, as I say, I'll be my father's age, and the world is going to look a lot different. The pace of change is going to continue to increase, and some of the things that we're seeing right now will have come to fruition. For example. We talk about uh, vehicles, you know, and I cited some of those earlier movies and they were talking about flying vehicles. Well, they're almost here. And by 2050, I think we'll see something to that effect or something like that. We will certainly not have vehicles the way we know them to be now. You know, single combustion engines, I think, will become a thing of the past. Certainly by the year 2050, the majority of cars, to the extent that they exist, will be electric cars. Uh, and then there will be a, a serviceable fleet of vehicles that people are using to, to commute or to get to where they need to be. Because commuting, as we know, may have changed as well. We may not be commuting to, the, to our workplace as we had in the past. Uh, certainly not as much as we have been or were previous to the pandemic. Uh, so there will be a fleet of vehicles that will be available on command. Think about your Uber driver right now. Well, the same thing is going to occur. You're going to be able to call a vehicle to your door And as a consequence, get to where you need to be. And it's going to change things such as design. So the design of your house will be different. Uh, There will be fewer needs for garages or some of the space that we have right now for vehicles. There'll simply be fewer vehicles that are personally owned or individually owned. There may be commuter fleets that are owned by corporations and uh, they will charge a fee for them. Or they may even just be vehicles on loan. So if someone has a vehicle, they'll be able to loan it into uh, into the fleet, if you will, uh, for their car for hire, and that's certainly going to impact business. And so think about just how that is going to change things. There uh, won't be some of this traditional businesses that we see. Uh, you're not going to have uh, people that are going to need service stations the way that we need them to be. This the scar, the stain of service stations will be removed. I think a great deal from society. There'll be central hubs where cars can be serviced from. There'll be fleets of self-driving taxis, as we as we say. And now that will be something along the lines of what Uber is doing. And you've got companies like Tesla that are going to create uh, networks of vehicles that are going to be available for transport. A lot of the things that we're doing are going to be driven by AI as well. So a lot of uh, the metrics around these vehicles I'm describing are going to be driven by AI, as will a lot of the jobs. A lot of the jobs that we're doing right now are going to be replaced by machine learning computers that are going to be able to improve the level of service that is delivered uh, over time. And a lot of the jobs that are being done right now, a lot of the mundane or sort of more rote-type jobs are all going to be replaced by AI. We're going to see advances in medicine as well. We've watched how the pandemic has changed things certainly around that, and it's going to continue to do so. We're not going to be seeing doctors as much as we were in the past. A A lot of the medical service that we require will be done online. A lot of it will be done virtually, as will a lot of business. So it's important to think about how business is going to be done. And it will be important to think about how if you are doing business, you are going to be able to do it in an online environment, because that will be absolutely essential. There will be, as I say, opportunities to interact with professionals, certainly physicians via online medium. There will be AI driven medical solutions as well as, well, legal solutions or any of the type of things that people are looking for. You'll turn to perhaps a computer first. I was thinking about writing this down. You know, Part of what I'm discussing here is uh, you know, writing this out in the form of a script. I realize that's not even going to be relevant here. People will be transcribing all things, and they'll be living in virtual worlds, much more so than they are now. And so by a virtual world, I mean that the way they're right now spending time just sitting in front of a TV, TV watching movies, they're going to have uh, an ability to enter into a virtual world. And a lot of people will probably choose to spend a lot of their time there. Uh, they will likely enhance those experiences with narcotics. Uh, Narcotics will probably become much more legalized. I mean, they're already on the way becoming legalized in many respects right now. And so I could envision a future where a lot of people, uh, certainly the less ambitious, will choose to spend time in their dark room, in their VR machine uh, with a headset on, perhaps having consumed some form of narcotic and uh, spending time in an alternate reality. There'll be a lot of time spent in alternate realities. And that's just That's just the way things are going to be for people. And it's preparing a future world where people are not interacting with each other as much as they certainly had been previously. Uh, Same thing for uh, raising the next generation. The next generation of children are going to be probably much more so call it genetically chosen. Parents will be able to choose or certainly be in a spot where they can decide not to have a baby. If there are any, uh, any type of genetic issues, with the baby themselves so those babies won't be born a lot of the problems that we see the, a lot of the health issues that people have because of genetics will no longer exist and as a result obviously online or life online the life expectancy will continue to increase and we'll, we'll be able to live longer the question is will we be living happier uh, as i say probably we're living much much more in a virtual world virtual world where we will be able to as i say order a car to our door along with just about everything else. So online shopping is gonna be really, really prevalent. We're already seeing that Uh, through the pandemic, people have been ordering things to their door and they'll only continue to do so. Online shopping is going to be the place where people purchase all the necessities of life and really anything else that their hearts desire. I think that that means big box stores will have virtually vanished. They'll, They'll be replaced by those that are providing online services, online deliveries, Uh, with uh, robotic deliveries or some form of automated delivery, again, relying on that network that we uh, described before. And with that comes obviously a shift in the way that people interact. Uh, They won't be seeing each other as much. There'll be opportunities to get together uh, and uh, sometimes in public forums, but oftentimes I think it'll be occurring in virtual spaces. So families uh, already are gathering via Skype or Teams or Zoom, and they're going to continue to do that. You'll continue to interact more and more that way. And that's the way people are going to work as well to the extent that people are working. There certainly will be jobs for people that are skilled experts in their particular field of expertise, but there are going to be a lot of jobs that are going to be replaced by machines. And I think with that as well is is going to create a situation where there will be a much higher degree of unemployment. A lot of people will be, as I described before, probably living in virtual worlds and probably receiving some form of assistance. I can imagine there'll be a situation where there'll be, a, a a much larger degree uh, of social uh, safety net, I imagine administered by forms of government that will uh, provide a basic income level for individuals uh, and a lot of those individuals will choose not to work or there won't be employment available for them. And uh, that will be what is required in order to have society continue to function, I think. Because in the absence of that, Please don't consider me to be any form of uh, conspiracy theorist, but there'll be nas- there'll be people that will suggest that uh, without that form of assistance, uh, that there would be people rising up, people trying to uh, take uh, control uh, of the functionings of society. And so, I think that we're going to see uh, certainly a rise of extreme uh, extremists uh, on either end of the spectrum, and then some form of trying to flatten the curve, to use the analogy that's been used for the pandemic, uh, to have people working in ways that allows for the functioning of societies. And with that is going to be, I think, tighter controls over uh, technology. I think that uh, when we talk about privacy and things like that on the internet or the way that we use technology, I think that uh, we're going to be abandoning a lot of those privacies for the comforts that allow society to function. We're seeing right now with contact tracing and things like that, how the doors have been opened. And there's gonna be a lot more of that type of thing that kind of settles into the future. And it's going it's gonna be the norm. We now, thinking about these issues, are perhaps a little wary of the, the potentials for abuse. I think that future generations will accept it as a norm. And I think that's perhaps what is going to occur. And so how does that impact things? Well, for business, certainly you need to shift to an online environment. Uh, we already all know that now. And if you aren't surviving or living in an online environment, you need to be. So your business needs to shift or think about that. You need to think about how some of the, the traditional businesses or services Are going to be replaced by ai uh, and the coming shift that will occur with regards to that and place yourself if you're a business owner or an individual thinking about the future of business in a place where there will be a need for these services there will be need for social services interactions and things that uh, certainly give people the ability to be entertained but there will not be as many places for them to go to be entertained I think that a lot of the food uh, that uh, we eat, a lot of the food that uh, we are served uh, will be, again, done by way of automation. There may be hostesses or people that uh, put a happy, smiley face on the food that's arriving or that you're being served. But the fact of the matter is a lot of it is going to be uh, delivered by machines. And so for people that can personalize that experience or make that experience something that is a little bit more of a... Uh, of a consumer-oriented experience, I think that there'll be some joy in that, and the people that are able to bring those types of joys will find a place for themselves in business. Likewise, with respect to, if you want to call it religion, I think there'll, there'll be a continued evolution in religion, of course. Christianity and all the uh, religions will continue to exist, but I think to a much lesser degree. I think that we're going to continue to see an evolution where people look to other forms of, other forms of worship, that give them what they're looking for or satisfy their need for connectivity. Uh, but by the same token, replace some of the traditional religions as we've seen them because they need to be communicated in a new online virtual world. And to the extent that our traditional religions are able to provide a platform for that, that will be something that they can enjoy or continue to allow people to consume. But as I say, there'll be a great deal of change with respect to how that occurs and what that means as well is that uh, there will be a shift in the politics and the way that the governments are formed. Of course, there will be still an opportunity to choose government. And that will always, I think, always continue to exist. But the the leaders themselves will be employing technologies. There won't be the same types of rallies and things that we've seen in the past. There'll be the use of technologies to reach audiences and to reflect opinions and influence opinions of the day. And that's of the way that we're going. Healthcare, as I say, will have changed, technology will have changed, and business will have changed. Uh, With that, we'll see, again, opportunity, but we will also see the decay of some traditional businesses and big box stores and things of that nature. So position your business and think about your business in that light and think about the new economy, the new economics of the way things that are going to be operating and position yourself there if you are. Uh, if you are going to be business, the world of 2050 is going to be much different than the world uh, that we know it as of today. Again, the way we were predicting things back in the early uh, 1980s, uh, the way that we were predicting them to be for the year 2020, well, it hasn't come complete to fruition. We've continued to meander along. And We will continue to me- meander along from today until 2050, but as I say, things will look different than they do today. We will, as I say, be much more integrated with technology, with AI, and it's going to influence each and everything that we do. I look forward to listening to this episode in 2050 and thinking about how much of this has actually come to fruition and how uh, I've been able to shift my business and some of the things that I'm doing for those that listen and for those that consume the legal services that I provide, uh, because they will be requirements but they will be required expert areas, uh, so specific areas as businesses evolves to make sure that we're well placed for the future. So as you listen to this, I wish you well for the year 2020. I hope you've uh, fared as well as can reasonably be expected through certainly a very difficult year. I hope that you've had a chance to connect with your loved ones and uh, have had an opportunity to stay healthy and fit. Uh, and haven't suffered too greatly during this time. It's been a difficult year for sure. Uh, we need with it to take uh, to take account our blessings, cherish those around us, think about our future, the future of our loved ones, adopt technology, be aware of its power and influence, and ensure that uh, you take advantage of what it has to offer. And of course, take time to connect with loved ones. It will be even much more so important to remain grounded and uh, thinking about the future in the days and the years to come. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. It's certainly not the typical episode that we show, but as I say, as we come to a close in 2020 and start thinking about the years beyond, uh, it's important to stop and sit back and reflect from time to time, be grateful for what we have. I'm grateful for you having listened here. I'm grateful for all the people that have listened to, uh, to all the shows we've posted to date. And I look forward to sharing many more with you in the years to come.
0: Thanks. listening to the millionaire's lawyer. Please subscribe and rate on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. To get your business millionaire assessed and to access the wide variety of resources that we offer in addition to this podcast, go to jpmacavoy.com. That's j p m c a v o y.com.